Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. Welcome to Star Talk Radio. I'm your host, Bill Nye the Science Guy. And with me today is Eugene Merman. Hello, Bill. Wait, where's Neil? Neil? Yeah. Uh, Neil Tyson, DeGrasse Tyson. Yeah, yeah. He's busy. He's gone. He asked me to sit in, but I am doing my best to have good posture. Also with us today, Eugene, is uh, Mike Massimino from NASA, unlike many of us, flown in space. Call him Mass. Yeah? That's good. Call me Mass. Good to be here, Bill. Thanks. Uh, how, how you doing, Eugene? Good. Good to All see right. you, Mike. Now, Mike, you're you're in New York. I am. I'm uh, I'm at Columbia University. I'm teaching uh, a space related course, Introduction to Human Spaceflight. Let me ask you this. So this ask is, away. This is the introduction to human space. That's right. Are there is there like 200, 210 to three hundred level courses? How many courses do I take in human spaceflight? Uh, this is the introduction. So we'll start with this, and then we'll see how this one goes. If we're I, taking it one at a time, if you take that, if class, it goes well, we'll we'll see where we want to go from there. Is that enough to kind of go in? Like, how much more than your class would I need to go into space? You would need a lot, Eugene. <laughs> but all of us need a lot, a lot. But this will give you the basics of what you need to learn. Say I took your class and had I don't know eighty five billion dollars. Would that to get would those two things be with enough? With eighty five billion, you don't. Don't need my class. In yeah. fact, I would recommend. I don't it want in to waste case, the money. No, in that case, I would say don't waste your time. If you figured out a way to make eighty-five million dollars and you want to spend it on a space yeah. flight, I would go straight to that option. Okay, yeah. uh, gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. It couldn't be better. This is the Cosmic Queries edition of uh, Star Talk Radio, and we have queries. Yeah. From out there, from the social media. Yes, from Facebook, I- Twitter. Probably photos on Instagram of questions. Uh, the Tumblr, all the things, all the the, the 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 things that kids are using, but yeah. they're electric computer machines. Exactly. College kids. Yeah, a lot of. No, well, yeah, we'll yeah. see. So, um, my understanding is Eugene. You know, radio is a visual medium out there. Uh, he's got some papers. Yeah, I have some papers with pe- uh, questions that people wrote in about NASA and planetary science funding, and I'm going to read them. Uh, so let's try one. Let's yes. do it. Will Burke asks. What is the biggest stumbling block for NASA to get funding? Is it stubborn legislators, science illiteracy, or other factors? What's the best way we can change it? Mass? Um, I, I think that uh, NASA does, you know, does get funding. We always could use more, yeah. I think, in general. You know? yeah. But I, I think it's just how we, how we value things. You know, if we would value the science that comes out of the space program more, I think people would be willing to – to pay more for it, exploration, international. I think a lot of people don't understand all the things that NASA does. What are what are like internet? Let's just take one thing: international cooperation. You, never, you might not think of NASA with international cooperation, but a lot of the the uh, science programs we have, particularly International Space Station, is international. It's called the International yeah. Space Station. It, it might be very hard to make friends with a Russian on this planet, but if you just go a little into space, everybody's friendly. Well, look about when I was a kid, we weren't necessarily fr- friends with no. the Russians. The Soviet Union and the U.S. were in a Cold War. And yeah. now we fly into space with these people all the time. These people, these so, we're really good friends with them. I think, I think that's one benefit that people don't realize. Well, the other thing, everybody, for me, science is important, and I love science. I'm the science guy after all. But what the space program brings us is this optimism. When you have a space program, no matter what country you are, you believe, your society believes, many people believe, that any problem can be solved. 
If you can put a man on the moon, we can make a car that goes over yeah. 100,000 miles. We can do anything. And this is why all these countries you might not think of of having, having space programs that you fly with, yeah. South Africa, what have you, Australia, on the back of the uh, Brazil. Canadian Brazil. Brazil has a space program? Yeah. yeah Marcos See, Pons hear the tone, is an astronaut. You hear the tone of his voice? Yeah. He was incredulous. Oh, no, Norway. I'm not mad at them. I'm glad. Yeah. No, no. I, I didn't, you just yeah, didn't yeah. believe it. It's yeah. crazy. Wow. Yes, because they know the value of having people running around in your society doing space, solving space problems. Yeah. And the thing for me, as the executive director, CEO of the Planetary Society, is uh, in charge. Yeah. yeah well, is uh, planetary science is where these new problems are being solved. Trying to land a car on Mars is an extraordinary undertaking. And so, when you go to solve problems that have never been solved before, you just innovate. Can't be helped. Uh, so that's the the value is selling politicians of all sides of the of the executive, the judicial, and the um, and the yeah. uh, congressional representative on the value of space exploration. So that's the because the last part of that question was what's the best way we can change it? What are like say vote. two or three things? You so vote. voting, yeah. vote on the the way that people vote on particular issues. Vote on the issue of science. That's right. Well, especially space science. Space in this science. Case. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, People say, why are you exploring Mars? What are you going to find there? We don't know. That's why we're exploring. We're going to probably find the technology to make even better cell phones. That's what people don't know. No, that's, uh, that's yeah. absolutely correct. Yeah. yeah. Right. But people do have a voice in this. Uh, for example, the Hubble Space Telescope, which was, I think, a very good combination of human spaceflight and planetary science. Would you yes. agree? Oh, yes. All the smart yeah. people that yeah. come up with the discoveries. I mean, it had some problems. So you had to walk it in space and fix it. That's true. Yeah. Well, they, can't, they had canceled the last servicing mission at I was lucky to be on. They had mm -hmm. canceled it, and then they it got brought back mainly because of public outrage and the politicians listening. And Bill, I'm sure, is a big part of that. Arr. They wanted Hubble fixed. <laughs> if we outrage. could only people trick, do have a voice. If we could only trick Al Qaeda into bombing something in outer space. We'd be there. Well, that was weeks. what started the whole thing. Was the ultimate high ground. We yeah. digress. Yeah. So vote, person on the who asked the question, and yeah. let's change the world. Okay. Here's a next question from Chris Van Gundy. Shouldn't the rest of the government be begging NASA for money? Well, this is the old question. You see, it's not do space exploration or provide clean water for people who don't have it or provide education for girls and women so that they raise the standard of living and improve the quality of life for all citizens everywhere. It's not one or the other. It's not NASA or build a new baseball stadium. You have to do everything all at once. Right. Also, That's, doesn't NASA – investing in NASA then literally has a, a very good return, right? Yeah. In well, terms of is, the money the government spends. And it's not very much. It's less than one penny of your tax dollar that yeah. goes to NASA. Point, yeah, 0.4%. Uh, and furthermore, also in addition to continue, uh, the current number is $3.60. For every dollar that goes into NASA, you get $3.60 back. That's pretty good. That's really good. That's very good. Yeah. Some people will argue that highways are slightly larger, but highways in general do not lead to innovation the way space exploration does. And it's something for the future. It's, it's about the future. Innovation is what's going to drive the economy. So anyway, you guys, pretty soon we yeah. got to take a break. You sold me on it. <laughs> we got to take a break, but I want you all to uh, out there to visit www.startalkradio.net. Find us on Twitter, at Star Talk Radio. Check out Eugene Merman, at Eugene Merman. And uh, check out Mike, at Astro underscore Mike. We'll see you in a moment.
Welcome back to Star Talk Radio. I'm Bill Nye, the science guy, guest hosting for my beloved colleague, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm here with uh, your favorite, Eugene Merman, and everybody's favorite astronaut, Mike Massimino. Call him Mass. And uh, this is the Cosmic Query edition of Star Talk Radio, and we have your queries from the cosmos. It is There's very strong evidence that all of these questions are from people within our universe. Yes. But maybe not. We'll find out. Uh, take one. Let's, let's go. William Dyke asks, what are some of the current and future strategies of privatized space travel versus those of NASA or other government-based space programs? What is different about their strategies and why? What types of missions or projects do you see these two sides carrying out 50 or 100 years from now? Ooh. Ooh that's a lot of questions. It's People are a lot of stuff. terrified of only it's, asking one clear question. It's of a piece, though. It's all one thing. Yeah. Uh, the difference is when people started exploring space at NASA, they weren't trying to make money. The modern idea is that you could make money in space. Now, people make a lot of money in space with communication satellites. I don't want to shock you all, but there's this business of the National Security Agency, mm-hmm. and um, there's certain spy satellites, and there's a lot of weather satellites, and those data are sold there's- like crazy. There's a lot of money in rain. That's right. There is. If you're a farmer, yeah, you have great fascination and so on. With that said, there are extraordinary ideas. Let's go get an asteroid and pull back the platinum. Yeah. But anyway, those people believe they can make money. But note well, a company like SpaceX or Sierra Nevada Space or x Corporation, these companies take money from the U.S. government to promote or develop their rockets. It's not a standalone business yet. Uh, Mass, did you get involved in that stuff? Yeah, we work in the three of the companies that are trying to get us back to the with people launching to the uh, yeah. International Space Station with astronauts. Uh, you mentioned a couple of them. SpaceX, SpaceX. Mm-hmm. Sierra Nevada, and Boeing. Or we have a Sierra Nevada is not a soda company. No, it's not. No, it's not. A, it's to nothing clarify. to do with beverages. Okay. Although hopefully they will provide beverages on their spaceship. Eventually. You need water. Hey, yes. I've got a question. I, sorry. Yeah. Do you guys really drink Tang? We drink... Uh, what we call orange flavored drink because the the, the name you mentioned mm-hmm. no branding is, is a brand right exactly so everything we have like um, let's let's take a chance Q tip okay yeah. ah is not a Q tip it's a cotton swab assembly and oh it's an assembly and what really gets so is it a CSA it's a it's a cotton swab a CSA but we it, but we want to make sure we know what it is because CSA could also be Canadian Space Agency or, but it gets or a really community conf- supported agriculture you know you know, you know you know what it really gets confusing though what is when you need to take like any kind of medicine or because yeah. it's all got the, it doesn't have the brand names oh so you don't know but we don't know what the heck this stuff is brands into space or, and just not say them like if you ever had a candy bar Go ahead. that's a, I don't even that's know that's right well we have certain candy bars that you that are we have certain candy it's very very popular because yeah. they're small and you can float them yeah and uh, we call them candy co- candy uh, covered chocolates you don't call them WWs and just like oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh let's candy. get back to this guy's yeah. question but everything has its uh, generic name yeah so what so are some we have some a generic private... name for that product which is orange flavored drink <laughs> Orange flavored drink. So while you're enjoying your orange flavored drink, it is to be hoped that soon you will get up into uh, microgravity. Yes. By means of rockets not built exclusively by NASA. Correct. 
And yeah. that's what, you know, we, and NASA has worked with contractors right from the very beginning with some of the big government contractors, Rock, Rockwell International, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, the old joke, you the, got to the moon on the lowest bidder. That's correct. Yeah. All the part, they, you know, Grumman, all these companies all work together to build spaceships funded by the government. So there is some uh, government funding going into those those private right. companies as well. So I think it's a good partnership. I think, you know, as, as, as Bill said, they're trying to make money. Yeah, and so this could be a very, very exciting time. And I've noticed that at my my uh, my position at Columbia with all these young, smart kids, and these kids are a lot smarter than I ever remember being. They are interested in the space program just as much as we were when we were kids. But it's not just NASA; it's they're interested in going to work for one of these companies. They see right. this entrepreneurship as the future, and I think that there's going to be a, a hopefully, if you're optimistic about it, a very good relationship right. between the companies and NASA in the future. Well, NASA is a sort of launching pad for a lot of private a oh, launching that's the idea. pad. That's yeah. brilliant. Sorry to wow. How'd you get work that involved? Let's try another. But question. That's the whole idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Here's another question from Susan Minob. Uh, people often complain about the NASA budget and claim the pro that private industry should take over some of the work that NASA does, but they don't do it already because the go of government. But they don't they do it already because of government contracts. What percent of the NASA budget goes to private sector contractors? That that's the question. Uh, I don't know, but it's got to be enormous. Whenever you buy hardware, you're buying it from companies like Boeing, yeah, like just, uh, United Launch Alliance, what have you. Yeah, NASA buys stuff from a lot of companies. Right? But in they the bigger yeah, picture. Yeah, contractors to work for them. They only have a certain number of people working in the NASA workforce. How much stuff is built there? I, I, this, I well, don't know. If you, let's say you have a Mars rover, hypothetically. It's sure. machined. The metal is cut at the Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena, mm -hmm. some of it. The mirrors are coated somewhere else. The lenses are ground somewhere else. And these are all done by companies. But the fundamental, if I can read into this question a sure. bit, there's no, right now, there's no business model that takes people to Mars. There's no business model to find out whether the core of Jupiter has hydrogen that acts like a metal. There's just no reason for a private company to do that at this time. Even though I'm very curious? Well, yes. <laughs> That's and not a reason. That don't put bread on the table, Eugene. Well, you don't know that because you might find something about the hydrogen metal that would affect the way we make uh, semiconductors or well microcircuits said. or something. Yeah. yeah. With that said, these things are all built by contractors. And the then the crossover right now is the guys, the people who want to mine asteroids. And the, at first, it sounds sexy and fabulous and literally a shiny object to go to an asteroid and get platinum. Yeah. But apparently, the big thing they want to get on asteroids is water. So you take water and then it's fuel for your spaceship to keep going. So you, you have solar panels on your spaceship, your thing, your spacecraft. You get out there into the asteroid, you electrolyze water, make it hydrogen and oxygen, Put, somehow put it in a tank. How hard could it be in outer space? <laughs> yes, uh, I know millions of kilometers that. from here. Yeah, and then you would have fuel to go on to some other exotic destination, maybe to your platinum-bearing asteroid, and you drag that back to the Earth and get rich. <laughs> That's a pretty good plan. All right, so here's a uh, here's a question from Twitter from uh, Michael Christian. Uh, he asks, what kind of private donation systems exist to supplement funding NASA projects or other planetary science research? Well, yeah. I'm sure this person is referring to the Kickstarter program for Star Talk Radio. Wait. Uh, <laughs> or for a shuttle. Is there a Kickstarter to raise billions the, of the dollars? The only donation system I know is called uh, taxes. 
Can, uh, really? I mean, I don't. Wait, I you don't, can't. But give, they'll probably know. I mean, as far as NASA goes, yeah. NASA, but NASA gets its budget based on the tax dollar. But yeah. the way that NPR or various places that are partially public, partially private, uh, get money, is there a thing like that where you could be like, you know what, I'm going to give seven billion dollars to NASA? Uh, well, there is one that I know of, and I'm not an expert on all of them that there might be. But the ARCID telescope. This is a idea where they're going to make telescopes to look nominally to look for asteroids. But the proposal is to have one pointed at the Earth, and then you, the user, the online happy person, can get that uh, telescope to point at anything you want. And it sounds very romantic, cool. Mount Everest, yeah. but maybe you know your neighbor's yard, what have you. So check uh, if the lights are on when you're away. For example, how yeah. does uh, anyone can access it? Anyone who's my I don't understand the price structure exactly, but you give so much money to Arcid. A-R-K-Y-D, and they will give you access to this telescope based on some formula. And I imagine – Do you hear money- that very creepy people? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I like this idea. Agencies? Well, so, Putting a dome over my house, yeah. man. Well, I don't yeah. know what the resolution would be and how much value it would be. But what do you do when you download Google Earth and get it running on your computer? What's the first thing you do? You look, look at your house. To see where you all at- your exes live. <laughs> Uh, your second. Eugene, I would keep the sum of that to That's yourself. a warning to yeah. Eugene's exes right there. Yeah. That was Eugene. Yeah. Just, anyway. Uh, how many were you talking yeah. about? I mean, in round numbers. <laughs> a, 100 to 300. Yeah, no, yeah. normal. All right, here's another question. Yes. Daniel uh, Sigraves asks, since our government doesn't understand priorities, <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to contribute to NASA financially or otherwise. Otherwise, I don't know what he means. Send them poems. What is the most effective way to do so? So that's a similar question. Is- I would claim the most effective way is to vote. That you hire people, which yeah. we call congressmen and senators, to make these decisions. And you hire them to figure out where to send money to what. So you write them letters. You call them. You could, for example, join the Planetary Society at planetary.org. And uh, we will work to influence Congress to ensure what about lobbyists? I mean, do people are there lots of people who hire lobbyists? Yeah, well, contractors do. Yeah, contractors, your Lockheeds, your Boeings. I don't want to drop too many names, but we're going to have to take another break. And I encourage everyone to uh, check out the podcast on iTunes. I encourage you to check out Facebook, your Twitter, your Google, your Pinterest, all the stuff the kids are into. www.startalkradio.net. We will talk to you on the other side of this break. Back to Star Talk Radio. Bill Nye, the science guy here, guest hosting this week on our Cosmic Queries edition of Star Talk. Here, as always, with Eugene Merman and special guest this week, Mike Massimino. Call him Mass. He flew in space. Now, Mass, as we call you, you are following up on this question about uh, how do we participate yeah. in space? Because they yeah. asked financially or otherwise. What are other ways? Yeah, financially, that you can help I'm not a financial guy. Okay. But otherwise, I would suggest for Daniel, who asked the question, and maybe some of his friends too, if you're interested in a space program and want to contribute, there's, there's ways to contribute with your own uh, interests and your own energy and your own efforts. If you have a passion for the space program, which I assume he does because he's yeah. taking time to write us a question, yeah. and whether he's uh, interested in science or math or if he's interested in literature or art or 
comedy in your yeah. case, right? You never and know. And you're interested in the really? space program. Use your talents to promote the space program, to work on the space program. Get a job in aerospace. Get a job. Yeah. Become an engineer. Invent Change something. Yeah. See what's going Make on. Make a space there's shuttle of, or a weapon. And there's a, hey, but there's a lot of resources out there where you can find out what's going on in different parts of the country, different parts yeah. of the world, and, and see what you can do to make it part of your life. I, I think that's the best way to for a young person. I'm assuming maybe he's not a young person, but... I don't know. He has a last name. He doesn't so have a last name, so he's probably of <laughs> some age. Get involved and do it. I would say uh, take it. He's over five years old. So and under he's over. He can write, so he's ready to go. Yeah. So let me just say about getting involved. Yeah. Well, getting involved in space, at least if you live in the U.S., it means influencing NASA. Yeah. Yes. I'm surprised more people don't hire uh, lobbyists to ju- like get together, hire lobbyists to just generally pressure all Congress people to have more funding for NASA. Well, we do at the Planetary Society. You do. So give you guys money, and then you'll hire. All lobbyists. We just need. We have wonder, one. We have one. Yeah, but what if you had five? What if you had? There you go. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and I'm we, really now. I'm like, let's do this. So yeah. well, along that line, as you may know, I uh, did a little video, an mm-hmm. open letter to the president of the United States, uh, encouraging him to ensure that we have funding for this niche. It's a line item within a line item. Let's yeah. say NASA is a line item. Planetary science is a line item. I just want them to fund it at a level high enough to keep the current missions flying. You know, we have Cassini flying around Cassini flying around Saturn. Messenger went to Mercury. We got Juno going to Jupiter. It's crazy. We got we got two rovers on Mars, uh, and those programs the 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 uh, Curiosity rover all in mm-hmm. developed over ten or you could call it twelve years cost one and a half billion dollars. That's like one cup of coffee per taxpayer for crying out loud. And let me tell you something that might that concerns me. Let's stop helping kids and is let's it a start good, helping space. Is it shuttles. a good cuppy? A good cup of coffee? Well, or is it uh, well yeah, fancy moderate. one. But let me say it's one and a half billion dollars. It's on Mars and it's not even locked. Anybody could just walk up to it. I I don't. It's shocking. So we you should have no a mission to steal the <laughs> rover on Mars. That would—that's not a bad contest. Oh my god! Uh, somebody, that's a great you'd contest. have to build a thing to go to land on Mars. It's quite an extraordinary undertaking. All right, let me ask a question. Crime doesn't pay, folks. Uh, unless you can get to Mars, yeah, then so I think that's, that's why it doesn't pay. It's too expensive to get to Mars. Right? right. It's not affordable. <laughs> okay, Gavin Boucher asks. He's from Melbourne, Australia. He asks, do you lament the lack of funding, not just for NASA, but for science education in general, from a distance, the other side of the world? It appears that America's school science programs are not receiving the backing that they should and are under attack from other influences such as religious and political agendas. If I were king of the forest, <laughs> yes, we would have more funding for science, but... If I may, let's not call it channel, but speak on behalf of my beloved colleague, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who would normally be hosting Star Talk Radio. If we had a robust space program where investment was being made at a higher level than it is now, and we were going to someplace new and cool with people like Mass, flying mm-hmm. out into space, someplace new and exciting, you wouldn't need to run in circle screaming about science, technology, engineering, and math, which we like to call STEM. It would just happen. It would be it would be the real trickle down of an, of science. That is a real thing. Though, it the, would it would well not just science but exploration, right? Adventure and I, exactly because yeah. there's two things that happen. Mass, you've been up there, you've done it. You when you go exploring, two things you get. You're going to make discoveries. You're going to find things you never found before. The other thing you're going to have, Eugene, yeah, and yeah, adventure. 
Adventure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course you'll have adventure. adventure. Did you guys, when you were in space, did you discover anything? Were you, were you like, oh, this is a thing nobody knows about shoes? <laughs> Bad example. <laughs> well, we, you know actually, I mean? it depends how you look at it. We yeah. were more or less the, uh, the workers, the uh, maintenance people uh-huh. for the Hubble Space Telescope. So yeah. we, we didn't look through the telescope. Space we mechanics. fixed it. But our smart people here on Earth, all the astronomers, for example, Adam Reese and a group of other astronomers won a Nobel Prize. Uh, the oh. theory of dark energy and dark matter came out of Hubble. Oh, wow. Observations. Out of so, what you fixed. Out of we fixed. So we yeah, were more yeah. like the repair people, but, you know, they, 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 there's astounding discoveries that were made. But didn't you, like, Some fly up with, like, a snake in a box just to see what would oh, happen? Oh, like our own fun stuff? Like, did you go, like, yeah, we're going to fix the Hubble, and while <laughs> we do snake. this, here's some, like, snakes and shoes, and let's see how rabbits act no, we had when Swedish you throw them in fish, space. Or, you know, yeah. candies and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, we did our own little experiments, oh, okay. uh, but, you know, I play, we played baseball in space. You didn't publish them. Yeah, I didn't Walk in space and play baseball? No, not at, I did. Oh. I walked in space and I played baseball separately. Oh, okay, well now we you played baseball goal. inside the cabin. But we, yeah, we, we we did we did participate in some human subject uh, tests. But the big science objectives for us were to get Hubble fixed, to discover dark matter, to discover some See, really and people cool throw, stuff. They throw nice. around yeah. the term dark matter, dark energy. Everybody throws it around like it's just uh, everybody ex- knows about. It's it. an extraordinary yeah, now. But Mass is the Nobel guy Prize that winning stuff. So we got to take another break. We encourage you all to uh, enjoy your www dot Check us out on Pinterest and check us out right after this break. Welcome back, Bill Nye, the Science Guy here, guest hosting Star Talk Radio this week. The Cosmic Queries Edition, and where we answer your questions. Eugene. Yes. You got another question. I do, from Andrew Robles. Here we go. Scenario. You're in an elevator with a congressman who has a lot of say over where tax money gets spent. You have one minute until the elevator arrives at its destination. What examples of economic, technological, or any other returns would you use to convince him that space exploration is worth funding more? Yes. In uh, it, with with a minute to go, I would say that it's going to stimulate the economy mm-hmm. uh, with uh, new technology, yeah. uh, new developments in the science field, uh, and, and coming new 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 discoveries in materials and medicines and so on. It helps education because it inspires young people. Yeah, and it, it promotes international cooperation because we have our international space station, right. and other science programs. And it gives us something for our future. It's about exploration in our future. Yes, by my reckoning, you did it by in 56 seconds. Yeah. Nicely All right. done. Now onto my floor, and I'm on my way. <laughs> but, Bill, what would you say? I'd say space exploration brings out the best in us. It's inherently optimistic. It stimulates the economy in the U.S. at least $3.60 for every dollar that goes in. And we make discoveries that literally change the world. Astronomy has changed the world. We found that the Earth goes around the sun. That changed everything. Yeah. We found the sun's not unique. The first we found people the were maybe punished for it, but yes. <laughs> it Galileo sounds like it. Yeah. But, but it did change the world. And yeah. now people throw around the expression dark energy, dark matter, like it's a day at the office. But we all take it for granted that there is such a thing or such yeah. things. And these were not discovered even really 15 years ago. Who knows what new physics, who knows what is over the next horizon? And, Congressman, if I may just speak as a guy born in the U.S. and as a patriot, don't you want the U.S. to continue to lead in this thing? Isn't that what you want, Mr. Congressman? Yeah. Ms. Congressman. All right. Here's another question from Cameron Nuss. 
He wants to know how long, if at all, before a man mission to Titan. Would this be a public or private sector venture? Yeah. That's a long old way out there. Titans, that's a long old way. How long would it take to get to Titan, well, first of all? For, uh, it would depends on your rocket ship. Yeah, but, but say I'm using one long I got time. At, How long would that take? Well, Cassini took five years, right? Yeah, that's a long time. So, five years. And this is, uh, we don't have the technology right now to stay away from all that radiation. It's not clear how yeah. bad that is. How much radiation? Enough to kill you. Which is you probably don't want even to kill a baby that maybe could adapt more <laughs> yeah, and so on. Well, you that's have a not lot of shielding. Works. You try to make it better, but what if we sent <laughs> babies that grew up and then no? Oh, it's a no, what you, no, that's not how they evolution have the diaper works. thing down. You'd have they, to they, have a whole bunch of babies to see they, which one made it through. They'd have no trouble wearing diapers. Yeah, well, you could send mass has been there. Send like a twelve-year-old, a bunch of twelve-year-olds that will grow up slowly during the mission. But what we were genius. Uh, yeah. You need to be. You need Look, to be talking to that congressman the in the elevator. Thing, mass, you, how much trouble did you have with bone loss, calcium loss? I only been, my trips were two weeks at a time, Bill. So it wasn't too bad. We've got that licked. We how, think, but we've much, got it licked through lots of exercise. How so much do you lose? You can lose a, a, a very significant amount if you did nothing yeah. in space. If you did not exercise, you could you would lose a lot. Uh, How much do you enough. exercise when you go there? So in, right now, to counteract that, there is some medicine you can take, and that's, again, a benefit of the space program because it also applies to osteoporosis to prevent bone loss. Yeah. But still, the way we've gotten around that, we don't have bone loss. It's not an issue anymore. But what we have to do to counteract it is two hours of exercise mm -hmm. six days a week. Oh, wow. So that's a so lot that's of significant. Time. Yeah. It's a lot of time. Because you're on the payroll. How you're do you on the payroll. exercise in space? There's machines with resistance. Yeah, so there's, and it's a good point because you can lift weights all you want and ain't going to do you any good in space, right? Right. So what we have is we have Wait a minute. Resistive That's exercise. crazy. You're like Hercules, Bill. Yeah. But it's, uh, you we have resistive exercise. have a machine exercise. that tries to crush you. And you That's try right. You try, like more it, or less. That's like what, basically like that scene that's in the way Star it's, Wars. That's sometimes <laughs> the way it's described when it's on the fritz. Be careful yeah. of the thing. But it works on springs and therabands like you might have seen in, oh, in rehab medicine. Uh -huh. So it's resistive exercise. Plus, it's also a, a treadmill is generally mm -hmm. a, a popular way to exercise. So it's both cardio and it's also resistive exercise. And, and it's resistive exercise that keeps your bones in good shape. <sighs> And to, to this questioner, yes. it's it's a long way, and who's paying for it? It's a lot of fuel. Yeah. Do we have another question, fearless leader? We uh, we do. Uh, so uh, Justin Foley asks, how do you see CubeSats and other small spacecraft affecting space exploration? I think these things are great, Bill. It's it, the coolest it, thing. What's a CubeSat? It's a CubeSat is a small that. experiment that can be flown by universities. I think high school students have done them as well. 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters. So oh, wow. it's fantastic. Those are great opportunities yeah. for, so for standards, science community and for education. They fit on a standard launcher ring. They go off from a standard spring-loaded gizmo. And I can't point out the Planetary Society is going to fly two solar sails. Stick with us. There are CubeSats that will be deployed in space to see if we can develop technology to fly good stuff. To, oh, wow. to other planets without any fuel. So uh, We'll have to talk more about CubeSats. that. Yes, we will that. talk more about that on, uh, on the other side of this break. Please stay tuned to Star Talk Radio. Back to Star Talk Radio, Bill Nye, the Science Guy here, guest hosting this week on the Cosmic Queries edition. Now, uh, Eugene, yeah, I wanted you to had know more about CubeSats. So, so you were like, yeah, universities can have them. What is it? How do you make it? How much do they cost? 
They're 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters, very small, fit in a lunchbox. Mm-hmm. And it's a standard that can be launched from a standard uh, system on board a standard rocket. And so you can launch generally seven at a time. Mm-hmm. Universities make these things. You can buy the circuit boards and software online. Can a person launch it or you need a rocket? Well, these things still cost million dollars. They oh, okay. cost a lot of money. But you get a grant. I mean, oh, okay. it's a program you can apply for a grant to NASA. And then And if your grant is accepted and you have funding wow. to do it, then you build your project, fly it in space and well, it's it's great. It's, it's a great exciting. way to it's a it's a in, relatively yeah. inexpensive way to explore to, space. Uh, to explore space. To put it this way, if your grant's accepted, Nice. All right, let's do a Which lightning round. Which brings us to the lightning round. All right, A few seconds per question. Take Here's it. a question. Dyer Mayo wants to know, would it be possible to host a music festival on a radio satellite for a, quote, hip promotional event? Is there a way NASA could start a nationwide door-to-door survey to get people to sign a petition to raise the <laughs> NASA budget? Uh, that sounds like a two-part question, and I think if you got a corporation involved, excited about your music... That corporation could easily fund such a satellite. The big problem would be getting a license and say, it's all solvable problems. Yeah. Uh, get out there and do it. Yeah. All right. Chagra wants to know, do we really have to choose between Cassini and Curiosity? I don't want to lose either. Uh, we at the Planetary Society are petitioning the U.S. government to not have to make that choice. That there should be enough funding for planetary science. Mm-hmm. A line item within the NASA budget to fund both missions. The, the Cassini's out there. You know how much money we've invested in that? Time, effort, and energy? For crying out loud, we've got to keep them both flying. Okay. Uh, here we go. Debbie Large wants to know, why isn't there more news coverage of science advancement? When I was a kid, all networks had a science correspondent. That's true. What yeah. the hell? Well, now there's a whole channel called the Science Channel. Yeah, but why not? Yeah, but that's for people who already like science or want to watch toilets get built and how it works at a factory. What about like a? <laughs> what about major networks being like, this is the weather and this is today's science? That. I guess it doesn't sell well enough, or else they would have it. Yeah, there's other sources for that information, mostly online. We recommend planetary.org. I just did a fabulous thing with IFLS. I, I won't spell that out. Just go check it out because they, it's the news of science. I, I think it could be. I, I think it's a, it's a shame that it's not seen as yeah. a more interesting topic or maybe right. more entertaining. The three so of us will fix enjoy. it. Yeah. We need to, that's what we're trying to do now. Yeah. But I agree. It should be more in the mainstream. Okay. I think it could be. I think so. Uh, Jimmy Class Manson wants to know, uh, since China is now sending robots to the moon, does the U.S. have any plans of doing the same? Not right now. There are congressmen and senators who insist that the U.S. go back to the moon in some fashion. There are other people that insist that the moon is a big gravity well and no, we should go beyond it. To start with mass, do you have an opinion? I think we should go with the Chinese if we could. I think it would be a nice thing to cooperate on. Yeah, it would be fun. Fabulous. All right, here we go. Andrea Humre wants to know, what are you most hopeful about when it comes to humanity's relationship with the Earth? I'm most hopeful that people will find ways to innovate and engineer the entire planet. I think that's the future as the human population continues to increase and our scientific literacy increases worldwide through education. I think more people that get to see the the Earth from space, particularly artists and so on that are hopefully going to have the opportunity if we could only have- explain it better enough i think it's it, it increases your appreciation of how beautiful the planet is so that's my yeah. hope right Excellent. on all right daniel sprouse wants to know bill 
Why don't you run for office? Bill Nye the Science POTUS has a nice ring to it. Oh, sure. So Neil deGrasse Tyson and I are working on our cabinet uh-huh. on who, who we'd have. Do you, yeah. do you guys want to? Court okay? jester. Yeah. Court jester. Yeah, no, wait. You, why'd you take that? Wait a second. I would be more fun job. All right, you be the court jester. Yeah. I'll be the engineering uh, advisor. Yeah. Advisor. We're a package team. All right. So Stephen Stafford wants to know, how do I get the people in my life to see the importance of space exploration? I try my best to spread the word and show the wonders of our universe, but no one seems to care. Also, I'm a very poor student and can't afford a membership to the Planetary Society. Think you can help me out, Mr. Nye? I, I don't know why you're having trouble influencing people. It sounds like you are a pretty convincing guy. Yeah. Stick with it. Ah. All right. Here we go. Here's a question from Nick Clarity. NASA is sending us back to the moon, quote, for good and also for preparation for Mars. How much actual engineering on the moon will prepare us for Mars? Can we really learn what we need for Mars from the moon or is it a waste of money? I refer, of course, I hearken to Tex Johnston, the test pilot on the very first 707 airplane, who remarked, one test is worth a thousand expert opinions. Let's go try it. I yeah. think the moon is our playground, and we can learn a tremendous amount by uh, stopping yeah. there on our way to Mars. Yeah. Yep. The How moon hard could it be? And Europe. This has been <laughs> <laughs> this has been a fabulous uh, Cosmic Queries edition of Star Talk Radio. I want to thank uh, my guests, Mike Massino, Mass. Closer. Ah! That's is, mama. Usually, we have got a good example yeah. of why, for my entire life, I've been called Mass. That's we're out of time. <laughs> uh, you guys are out of time. Eugene Merman. Uh, spelled just like Mir, yeah. the Russian, uh, the, the, the Russian man uh, slash world space man. station. So uh, join us next time on Star Talk Radio as we work together to, dare I say it, change the world.